a medical marijuana recommendation like I did, do what I did. CanacareDocs.com. Compassionate, compliant, and confidential. Go where I went, Mike Can, to get my medical recommendation in Massachusetts. CanacareDocs.com. If you're suffering like I am from back pain, or maybe you have MS, post-traumatic stress, seizures, AIDS, cancer, glaucoma. If you're suffering from pain like I am daily, call CanacareDocs.com. It's a much safer way to go. No opiates. You want medical legal cannabis? CanacareDocs.com. Convenient. Nine Massachusetts locations. Peabody, Quincy, Waltham, Brockton, Stoughton, South Dennis, Cape Cod, Fall River, and Worcester. Also, I forgot, Seekonk. Also in the states of Delaware, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Maine, and coming soon to New Hampshire and New York, it's CanacareDocs.com. Get your medical recommendation. Get legal. CanacareDocs.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Wow, that was a little loud, but welcome. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't me. No, not at all. I might have to turn on down my headphones, but I like it. It sounds good. It's nice and strong, Herbie, today. Nice, clear, crisp sound. Herbie slides the microphone in front of him. Sorry about that, guys. That's Herb. Herb, you're the big star today. Uh, Bree was late, and I was just kind of, I was here, but I was kind of just checked out late. That kind of makes me worry a little bit. <laughs> For once. <laughs> hey, everyone can have a chill week. We're, we're on vacation while we're working. This is a vacation week in a way. I mean, maybe for you guys. We were going to almost take it off, weren't we, Bree? Yeah, there were some, some last-minute calls being made this morning. But we're still doing it, because there's always uh, things to cover and report and break, even when the stress is on and the deadlines are up. and We have very busy lives. I'm still checking on my phone about a dog walk today. Needed that extra coverage. I uh, hope it went well, Comralita. <laughs> if you need a dog walk in Marblehead or uh, Salem, you know, up there. Yeah, you contact Mike Can. He can come take your dog out. Yeah, we're 420 friendly, too. Uh, we love dogs and animals, don't we? Yes, big animal lovers here. I actually got um, a taxidermied squirrel this week. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Is that a gift? Uh, I went to an art show, a raw artist show, and one of the pieces of art that I picked up was a very cute taxidermied squirrel by an artist named Nikki Dearest. Was it naturally killed? Yes, they all come about from natural causes. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, they're not like uh, they're trapped or anything kill them like that for profit. No, God, no. <laughs> raise them, raise them squirrels. Six one seven five hundred seventy one hundred is our phone number. My name is Mike Crawford. You're Brianna. No, Brianna. <laughs> Bree. Bree. Bree Morrell or Brianna Bree Morrell. Morrell. Yeah. Say that again, Brianna. 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 I got yeah. it right. Yeah. Sorta. <laughs> you were I think you were saying it right the first time and then you thought about it. Yeah, that's what happens. I, I always doubt everything. But then I have confidence in some things, and uh, that's what we try to do on the show. Let's go with that stuff. Project right? the confidence. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to talk about anything else. 617-500-7100. I should say the show is The Young Jerks, uh, heard live on WEMF Radio every Saturday at 6 p.m. on WEMFradio.com. You can also uh, find it um, live uh, with the TuneIn app. Look for it, uh, WEMF Radio on your cell phones. It's the best way. I love, I love the TuneIn app. And uh, we're also podcast everywhere after. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and TuneIn and all those other places. Uh, where, you know, we got a lot of guests and a lot of things to talk about. Um, but today's kind of a lull because I really didn't book too much. There was supposed to be something booked and then it got, you know, canceled and scuttled. And we weren't that upset about it, were we? No. No. Life goes on. Life goes on. <laughs> and uh, 
you know, but there are other things to talk about this week, aren't there? Yeah. Yeah. What are they? The big things. But uh, actually, before I do that, I'm sorry I cut you off. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to go Ask back to Herb. Ask me a question and then Herb. stop. Herb is, uh, because he was here today, he's the big star, like, uh, for the pre-show uh, promo on the Young Jerks Facebook page. And I just want to see how it's doing, because Herb is telling me about his following and uh, his supporters. I want to just check, because we posted a picture of Herb earlier. And uh, he's our big promo this week on the for the show. And I want to see if it gets the usual same amount of likes. Or if it blows up on the internet. Yeah, maybe it won't, though, because I'm... I'm <laughs> is my opposite. internet not working again? It's like it, it works. It took me the, a minute to connect to it today. Yeah, I'm going to have to check that again. But that's one of the things we want to check in on today. Poor guy looks so stressed out. Herb does? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do. I know. Because you know there's always going to be stress on the show for you. Well, you know, you, you are you are very you are a great host, and uh, we're a difficult one to work with. Difficult? I'm mean, not difficult. <laughs> I know you're not. Maybe it's on the show, thing. that's about the one thing. But that's hey, you know, that's what I care about the show. You if I'm gonna do it, if I'm gonna invest my time, you know what? I actually care about something even more. I care about my time. Ooh. <laughs> the most expensive lecture. Oh yeah, and the studio. Crazy. There's a cost to here too at the studio and our sponsorships and. You know, what everyone puts into the station. I'm well aware of it. <clears throat> so, yeah. You got a problem with that, Herb? No, not at all, dude. Uh, you look kind of stressed out. Can you handle the job? You, you're talking about taking time off now? Yeah. And yeah. you know what? I, they got three like No, wait. One of them's from the Young Jerks. And then Nicole Snow, Cheryl uh, Nadolny, uh, and Matt Sullivan liked it. Only three other people besides us liked it on my Facebook, which usually gets a lot more. Let's, check, let's, it let's, let's check, check it on that picture. Let's see how it did on the Young Jerks uh, Facebook page, too. I'm Was not he? sure. Let's check it on that picture. It got by one the like show. from Jeremiah McKinnon. Woo! It's like a pity like. Shout out. <laughs> You're not doing that good on the social media. We better take, you better take a picture, Herb. I want you to do two things at once. I want you to take a picture of us, right. uh, Mike Crawford and Bree, while we're doing the show, and see if we get more likes because. I just want to show you. You got the stock uh, you know power. You I'm know telling what, dude, you. This is happening. This is happening. Yeah, it was my phone. With it, the same, it's got to be the same phone. You with that, the same with, camera with my, quality. When my, my picture gets more likes than yours, dude, you're going gonna, you're gonna to feel pretty you, silly, You only dude. got like one like. You got a, you got a uh, sympathy like on there. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's and then That's still one more like than your picture. I've no, I picture usually got like 20 to 40 to 50, 60 likes on your You're not impressing me, Mike. Let's see. You can't talk crap and not. Not, uh, look at numbers and we're looking at numbers and why won't you take the picture with my phone uh, give me give me a phone give me a come phone. over I'll here I'm, I'm on mic I'm doing my job you you got to do two things at once Herb is now leaving the studio and he's actually gonna do his job here Bree is that like <laughs> gee wow was that was that that difficult do you think that was difficult should I, I do the photo or the square view which is better I think the photo right photo because it's not for Instagram well yeah. now Instagram lets you have it, the larger you know, you, images yeah. as well yeah, do it both angles too, you know. And we'll see. Her, Herb, I don't know. He just, he, now Herb's talking to us off mic. He's a real professional here. <laughs> he's a real professional producer, let me tell you. It's, I don't know. What do you think? You think he's going to sabotage our photo now? You think he's going to do something to it on Facebook? He's going to sure stick his finger trend. in there. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he's covering it up. I look at him right now. He's yeah. how the hell are you even taking a picture like that? Oh I wish God. we had video in here now. Yeah, to show what we have to him. put up with. Yeah, taking this picture very unprofessional. Are you? Are you up? Are you, I wanted it from that angle too, Herb. I want to take it from the other angle too. 
I want, I want to get some good. <laughs> it went on slow mo, so make sure you fix it. The look it. that yeah. Herb gave him in response. Yeah, he's not happy right now. Hey, he's got to deal Mike's with it. I think Mike's making one too many demands when yeah, it comes you know to photography. If this is that difficult for you, Herb, try going on uh, WEI Kurt Minahan show. See, I don't think you'd last one day there. I, I'm pretty sure their their producers have to take pictures too. Oh, the producers get a lot of crap, a lot more crap. They get called sausage and meatball or whatever. And, oh God. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I'm thankful you don't call me sausage. Yeah, one of them quit, and now he's back. Uh, it's just that you know, I, I take cues from that. I do, because now I I know I, I agree. I've I've dealt with a lot of crappy producers over the years. So and why why do you take crap from them? Mm. You know, I'm, I'm not going to take crap. From, I'm going to be respectful if they do their job. And I am very good to you, Herb. I actually like you out of the best out of all our producers that we've had. I feel like I can give you the most crap because you can handle it. You got a smile on your face, even though when you get upset. But uh, maybe not. Maybe he's going to crack. He's taking time off. He looks stressed. He had the, well, other, I, the little trainee in the studio, too, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, he had a trainee in here. I did. I did. And he's like a bigwig now over here. He's got. A, he's kind of got a little arrogant over here, I think. You think you have power here at WMF? I wouldn't say power, but maybe a little bit. I mean, it's got to be worth something, you know. But maybe some authority. A little bit of a, yeah, right there. Yeah. We're talking inside. I get, I, I get to pick whether I want to sweep today or vacuum. <laughs> We've talked a lot about inside politics at EMF Radio today. Yeah. We should get back to some news in politics, right? Yes. Right. I think it's about time. Yeah, we we sometimes go after her. I don't know. Hey guys, 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 real quick. Can I do one one last thing? No, please. No, talk to us off mic because we got we got to go to other things. We're gonna uh, come back to because we'll probably get if, if there's a good opportunity we'll we'll get back to it because we're gonna go back to the picture challenge. Okay, we're cool. gonna post our pictures and see who gets the most likes. So we're gonna come back to this. Social conditions. Sunday, Saturday, eleven a.m. Woo! See, he's already trying to pitch his stuff. That's what it was. He's see what I mean. Oh, they, they're always trying to get in on our stuff. Even though he's part of the show already. He shouldn't have to do that. Herb. <laughs> Let me talk to you later about that. 617-500-7100. We're the Young Jerks. We're at WEMF Radio every Saturday. Uh, what are we going to talk about today? Because uh, oh, we do have some guests calling in maybe later. Yes. Yeah. You, said you know what have, that's about? Uh, I think a little bit about it. Um, we're going to have uh, Nicole Snow, correct, as the executive director of the Mass Patient Advocacy Alliance. Uh or um, Michael Latulip. Yeah, I'm not sure in. if it's. I'm not clear which one. I think it might be one or both. Uh, we'll see. Can we do two phone calls at once, Herb? We can, right? Yeah. And they can hear each other, not talk over each other. They can totally hear each other. They and uh, uh, maybe even three, because we might have other callers too. Hopefully. Uh, we'll try. It. Uh, we'll try. It. Okay. We'll Perfect. see how many we can get yeah. on. Yeah. I like six thirty. I think we got because you know what we're going to be talking. I mean, we talked to them a lot in the past about different things, but this is kind of a. It's kind of new, but it's a kind of a continuation of a conversation about uh, how things are run in the state, Massachusetts, with medical marijuana and DPH. And uh, I think it's going to be interesting today because I think, uh, you know, sometimes we forget that uh, the law enforcement has a difficult time with uh, enforcing these laws, and, and especially when uh, the government isn't quite being honest to them either. Mm -hmm. And uh, we might talk about some of that today, too. I mean, do you know... you? You you probably have some. Uh, I know I know you've worked with Mass Patients Advocacy Alliance. Do you have any uh, kind of thing you want to tease on what we're going to talk to them about today? Um, well, I'd say in relation to the Department of Public Health specifically, um, there's a lot of things going on uh, with the system that they have in place for uh, patients getting registered for their medical cards. 
So for instance, there's a really long process right now where you have to get your recommendation, your physical recommendation, and then take that and go online, pay an additional $50 fee to register with the state, which then puts you in a system uh, which keeps track of your purchases at dispensaries as well um, with the Department of Public Health. And I know a lot of people have been very upset about that, not to mention the actual process of registering with them online. Um, right now, the MPAA is looking at whether or not uh, it is accessible for those with handicaps and disabilities because it does not seem like a program, considering it's supposed to be geared towards the medical community, making them jump through five different hoops on the way to get their medical card. Um, it's not really a fair process. Yeah. And uh, we do have a phone call, so we'll take the phone call and see who it is. Hello. Hi, it's Lucia. How are you? Good. How you doing, Lucia? Good. I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about Lauren, maybe. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, I think so uh, I got a letter. <laughs> let me you just say. Uh, let me just say before you get into that. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, as pe- some people know, it's uh, my co-host, my former co. Well, uh, actually, I say my continuing co-host. Yeah, she's still a part of the young. Yeah. Uh, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> she, uh, Lauren my buddy Pespiza. Uh, some people know she got in a little bit of trouble, and she's at uh, MCI Framingham. We're missing her. So uh, you want to call in and, and say something about Lauren, our friend? Well, you know, she wants people to call her. And so I put it on her Facebook page. If you're a friend of Lauren's and you think she wants to talk to you and you're willing to accept the charges because it's expensive. I want to know. I got a question on that because you couldn't answer. How expensive? Does it tell you how expensive it is? I, I, I don't know, but it's uh, people have been like, in other states, people have been bringing lawsuits for it being, like, really expensive. Is it, like, $5,000 expensive? I, I can't lose my phone listen, over it. If, if, you, if you know where Lauren's Facebook page is, I will, when I find out the information, I will post it. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine just po- pointed out that there's a, a prepaid phone card that we can contribute to and send it to her. And then she can use the, the prepaid card, and then she doesn't have to call collect. Oh, awesome. That's another thing. I'm also going to put that on her page. You can find her, Lauren... Aileen Pispiza, obviously, on, on Facebook, and uh, I post publicly there. And, um, yeah, she's, she's in for having what she says is uh, too many open cases. So basically just, like, push, kicking stuff down the road has caught up with her. Yeah, I know people can't believe she's in there for what she's in there for. They think it's some conspiracy theory. Cause no, I know. Work. They're like, oh, she's being yeah. silenced. Yeah. She's a hacker it's or like, whatever. No, this is the yeah. system. If you uh, get caught up in too many things, especially when you're out on, uh, you know, out on bail, you know, any yeah. type of... Uh, or yeah. you know, or what other people deal with probation or parole. This is you know, a lot of times when they give you the five year probation sentence and you plead out and you think it's all set, uh, they forget to well, tell it's you also that a problem. it's I think really a lot hard of to get. Have, yeah, that, that they re- don't put their personal stuff first. They're putting everybody else first. They're putting their activism first, and uh, you know, then their their own personal stuff gets neglected, and then they find themselves in a world of poo poo. So. Uh, you know, I think that also has something to do with it, you know, Lauren putting off taking care of herself. So uh, that's why we love her, because she's, you know, she's really dedicated. And uh, so she wants to get calls. So uh, if you want to uh, send me your, if you want to write to her and send her your number, that's the best way. If you don't feel like writing a letter, you can Facebook message me, Lucia Fierro. Uh, I take messages from everybody. Send me your phone number and what time you'd like to be called. And I will also post this on her Facebook page and uh, the link to how you can contribute to a phone card. Um, 
so because uh, she wants to talk to people, she misses people. Definitely. And uh, she might be out in a month, or she might not be. I hope so. Well, I, you know, we're pulling for her. We're hoping for her. hoping for the best. So uh, yeah, I wanted to let you know about that. If you have any questions, do you guys want to ask me anything about her? No, not on the show. I think I know okay. mostly All right. what's going well, on. Um, I mean, I just, that she's doing well. I, I got a letter she, from her. She, well, obviously she's not. She says prison sucks. Yeah. I mean, she's in maximum because she's awaiting trial, and that's the awaiting trial wing. So I'm afraid to go, honestly. I haven't been yet because the first time I went, they said no jeans. If you're a woman you, and you go to women's prison, you can't wear jeans. You have to read the dress code. It's very strict. Yeah. And I'll tell you, when they brought me into that little security room, and they locked the door behind me, I was, like, regretting it immediately. It's terrifying. It's really scary. They don't treat people well. Lauren said she wasn't happy with how they treated her mother. And um, so I, my husband is going to go with me, but he was incarcerated because of cannabis at one point, and so you have to fill out all this paperwork. Mm. And they want to know all the dates and, you know, stuff you'd have to go back to your lawyer to ask. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I do. So he's been putting that off, and I've been like, look, you really have to get this work done today because I want to get it in on Monday because I really have to go and see her because she's been in there for a while, and I'm terrified to go in there by myself. I'm a big coward. I'm not going to lie. It's intimidating, you know? I mean, if, if, if you're afraid to go to visit maximum security prison, I don't blame you, but she, she needs visitors. So if you want to go out and see her, that would really be awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Lucia, for uh, calling in and giving yeah. us more info on Lauren. And if again, people um, can write to her. That's what I did. I got a letter back to actually today. I opened it. I was very happy to read it. Um, I'm just happy that we're communicating uh, via letter. And I, and I, I miss around young jerks terribly. Yeah, we do. I really do. I do too. You don't even so, understand. That's one of the reasons why we say we're on a vacation week. Because <laughs> we're still missing her. It's yeah. it, It's hard to do the show without her. i got to be honest well, with you. Like I said, look on her Facebook page. I'm going to post her address again. And uh, any other information, that's where you go for updates. I just post it directly onto her page. Okay. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, Lucia. we got to go because we got another call and we got deadlines. Excellent. Thank okay, you for bye calling. Guys. Bye, now. Bye. We got a lot of other calls too. Uh, why don't we take a quick break and uh, we'll see who the caller is, and we'll come right back. And uh, we're the Young Jerks, WEMF Radio, here every Saturday at 6 p.m. I'm Mike Crawford. She is Bree Morrell, and we'll be right back. Strike first, Krav Maga, Boston's number one school for fighting and self-defense. StrikeFirstKM.com. Howdy, folks! If you are looking for a top quality truck, pickup, or SUV. Check out the Abington Auto Mall. The Abington Auto Mall is the largest pre-owned dealer located conveniently on Route 18 in Abington, Massachusetts. At the Abington Auto Mall, you will be greeted by no pressure, knowledgeable, and friendly salespeople to help you view the large selection of pre-owned vehicles. The Abington Auto Mall has a complete walk-in service, is currently offering an oil change at an unbelievable low price of $12.95. If you want your vehicle service or you would like to view the vehicle inventory at the Abington Auto Mall, please visit us at abingtonautomall.com. That's abingtonautomall.com. Lore Boutique. 
What you wear can turn heads, make you look and feel unstoppable. Lore Boutique, 306 Newberry Street in Boston, an unforgettable shopping experience. Oh, we're back live. The Young Jerks. I'm just posting those pictures, seeing uh, who gets the most likes. How are we doing? Are we winning? I mean, I just posted one of Brie alone. Um, so if I don't win that one, I can blame it on her. <laughs> no, we're pretty convinced, yeah. convinced, though. This is Herb's fault. He took some, some pretty terrible he pictures of us. He took bad pictures of us on sure, purpose to, to sabotage yeah. the contest we're doing with him. To see I think so. And all of a sudden, I, apparently, as soon as we start talking about this, all of a sudden, everyone starts liking his photo. Is that what? Did you send a message to all your friends, Herb? What? What happened there? Like, how many likes do you have now on that? I don't know, man. We'll, we'll, we'll get the final count at the end of the show, won't we? No, he actually has <laughs> got one more like, Michael LaTulip. You know, you're getting all the sympathy likes. Yeah, I only see I three know. on yeah, the Young Jerks page. I think, what, what I think page we're about to crush you right now. The Young now. Jerks page. Are yeah. we going off of yeah, the Yeah, we're going Jerks off the Young Jerks or? page. Yeah. Oh, that's like two. Oh, that's not fair. You put yeah. you posted my picture twice. It's Facebook.com slash the Young Jerks. And you can add the other ones in. It's it's the viral effect. How, how far does it go? So we'll see. We just posted uh, some pictures, the crappy pictures that he he's sandbagging us, isn't he? <laughs> they look terrible. They look terrible. He's He's... He had I, the nice lighting, WEMF radio in the background. Yeah, he's just like, uh, I've seen him take better pictures than that. Haven't you? No good. Just for that, I'm not going to like you guys' this picture. Oh. <laughs> Low blow. Are you liking the picture yourself, though? You haven't even done that yet, so I'm, I'm not counting on it. Yeah, you, I don't think you even know how to do it. I don't need to. I'm yeah. going to beat you guys fair and square, so yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Once we tag Brianna and myself, it's all over, brother. Yeah, I'll add that one to my page. Yeah. Share that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Now it's war. Like, he, he thinks he's something else. It's like, uh, you know, Nicole Snow just liked our photo. Ah. Yeah, we're getting them now. See? You're done. It's uh, I'm I'm doing this. I'm I'm doing it as I speak. Like, you're just... We haven't even started yet, and uh, you're done, Herb. You, you got no fan base over there. Except ours, like our, you know, you noticed all the ones that like his things it, it are our friends, right? Members of the MPAA. Yeah, right. Who are listening since yeah. we're talking about MPA Sympathy issues. votes. <laughs> I don't know, man. We know who the who the stars are of the show, Herb, and it ain't you. Oh yeah, I mean, we tried to lead today with you, and it just didn't go anywhere. It went nowhere. Hey, man, it's still early. Yeah, well, we have a phone call. We we're going to talk about. Uh, <laughs> With MPAA, hopefully, some uh, reps from their org later today. We've talked to them earlier today. Yeah, we're going to be talking about how um, the Department of Public Health is having problems with uh, the police basically not checking patient status first um, when it comes to seizing plants. And not even really marijuana. being able to. Like, that's the, the reality is uh, the law uh, allows anyone that's legal, uh, allows anyone to be a legal uh, medical patient once they have a recommendation. Not by some patient registry that the police are now claiming to be the uh, de facto, you know, way they check it, and that and a lot of this comes from DPH. DPH has set out these regulations and these guidelines and statements that they make. They're directing the police to uh, act in some cases illegally, and I almost feel sympathy for the police because they don't know until it goes to court and the cases get thrown out, and that's what we're seeing a lot of um, is that people are getting raided and the marijuana is being taken and then uh, they get charged and go to court and then they win because mm -hmm. they went to the doctor or even I know somebody who didn't even go to the doctor until after they got busted. 
Wow. And they got all this stuff back. Wow. So the law, the courts are, are ruling in our favor because the law says something else than what DPH has interpreted. And that's where I'm really starting to get aggravated. And uh, we have a phone call from a gentleman who wanted to weigh in on this. Uh, Daddy, he, we're giving him an, an, an alias, anonymous name, uh, just you know to protect his identity today, but he's from the South Shore. Uh, he goes uh, by the name Daddy uh, today. <laughs> Daddy, Daddy, what is it? Daddy Fatsacks. Daddy Fats. I can't even say it without laughing. Daddy <laughs> Fatsacks. Come on, Craw Daddy. You know, my, my name is Mike Crawford. I want to you know, say hello and uh, say if there's a Santa Daddy uh, Fatsacks, hopefully you can come see me sometime. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. What's going on? What's going so, on? so what's up, man? Why? What so do you want to say about this today? A few weeks ago, shit, last Monday. I get uh, I get home from work and my stepson's like, "Hey, the police are here!" And this little fucker always knows, you know. You we gotta ask you light. to watch your language. No swearing, please. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. The little the little jerk knows the lights, so he uh, he's always playing games with me. So I'm like, "You're not funny." He goes, "No, they're here." So I go to the front door. There's two two officers in my front door, and they're like, "Hey, is Lindsay here? You know, my wife or whatever. I shouldn't have said that, but she's here." Blah blah. And uh, we're here to serve a restraining order to her. I said, okay, whatever. You know, she's eight months pregnant. Uh, this is weird. As I'm talking to these two gentlemen, a third one creeps up from my left, from my backyard. And I recognize his face from the, the rookie that's been eradicating all the other girls in my town. So I'm like, okay, I'm on to you guys. Okay, this is slick. Whatever. Uh, I knew a few of the officers there. I have good rapport with the police in my town. They know me. I know them. They know what I'm up to. I have other businesses. They know what's going on. So they hear this, that, you know, hey, Lindsay's, at, you know, she's at work. Deliver that to her job. And the little jerk comes up around the corner and says, hey, you've got a license to cultivate. I said, a license to cultivate? No. But I have a doctor recommendation. You know, I, I got all my, my, my paperwork right. So I said, a matter of fact, for guys like you, I posted it on the fence of my outdoor grow. I have an indoor and an outdoor grow. Garden, indoor, outdoor. You know what I mean? I got, and I told him, I said, I don't know what this is about, but I'm 100% to state compliance. I have a top, it's a greenhouse, it's secured, it's locked. I've got a wood fence around a chain link fence. It's completely out of the sight of the, the public. He said, that's great. Let me see your license to grow. So I go get my, my folder. I give him my, my recommendation, all the stuff. And he says, this ain't it. I said, what do you mean this ain't it? And I said, this is my doctor recommendation. That's when I stated back to, was it chapter 369 at 2012 or whatever? I don't know what it is. Right. That uh, it, in the state that you need a, lice, a, a, a doctor's recommendation for marijuana. I said, so here it is. He threw me in handcuffs and threw me in his car so fast. So then I got my lawyer on the phone. I'm like, you know, they're checking all this stuff. And he's, he, this guy's completely ignoring me. For the long story short, to, to, put, to put it to you guys quick, they brought me in the police station. They gave me a $1,000 bail. They sat three cops in front of my house for six hours to obtain a search warrant. Let's guess how they got the search warrant. Someone anonymously called in a gun in my residence. Well, after the search warrant, they found no gun. They, found, they cut down everything. Summons me to court the next day. I go into court. You know, uh, I knew what I was doing when I went to court. I went online. I uh, checked my stuff. Apparently, the paper I read said I had to register online. Now, let me tell you guys, I've been there a long time. When I got my car, when I got my paperwork, I stopped reading at the fact when it said, you need a doctor's recommendation, okay? I went online. I even went to extra step one time to fill out all this online stuff 
and the system was down for like two weeks. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, in two weeks after the system being down, I didn't think anything of it. I thought I was covered. I was under the assumption that that card covered me to carry my monthly supply on me in public, as well as shop at a dispenser. Oh, I, I didn't know it. Yeah, in court, it, in court it definitely does. Uh, it's been proven to uh, by court cases that have happened recently. Have you been to court since then? What happened? Uh, well, they... I went to court. I will, well, before I get into that, let me tell you guys how Sergeant and every other cop in this department was against this. They were like, let's leave this kid alone. Uh, the state police flew over his house two weeks ago. We knew what he was doing. Everyone got raided when the coppers went over my house. If anyone knows who I am on Facebook, they know that I was posting the cops and the choppers flying over everyone. These choppers were mobbing over everyone's house in my town. They cut down a bunch of grows. They were on my house, but I got a white debt greenhouse, so I just covered my greenhouse up. Never heard back from these people. I asked a few, I asked a few people I knew at the department, and they said, dude, if we didn't get you, then you're all set. So I'm thinking I'm in the clear. So then, um, so, uh, you know, all these cops are telling me everything's going to be fine and everything, but this one cop pushed it. And I do recall the sergeant saying, listen, if this falls through in court, this is your job, mister. This is the third grow that you've busted that panned out in court, like that didn't work out for us in court. You're making us look bad. And he said his exact words, this is a piece of paper that this man printed on the Internet. That was his. That was his story. He's telling me I forged my paperwork and put it on the internet. So the, I, I thought I gave the doctors of the department two hundred dollars. I thought I gave these doctors two hundred dollars. I'm from California. I know how this goes. I gave them two hundred dollars for a recommendation so I could grow my medication. And uh, it, it, and they didn't just they didn't just cut my shit down. They excuse me my my medication. Down. They arrested me, threw a thousand dollar bail on me, and shot police in front of my house, which also acts as my business. Yeah, that's. I mean, uh, you should be able to uh, actually, uh, possibly sue them after. I, I mean, have yeah. you have you won? Have you as the, the charges got dismissed? What, what's happened? Well, no. Well, what, what happened was is they um, they got. We're going back on the uh, the seventeenth of October. But guys, the story gets a lot sweeter than that. <laughs> Yesterday, the police pull into my yard with the fire department, telling me that they have to do a random check of my house for my smoke detectors. Hmm. So I said, all right, because I run a business on my house. I'm a business-owned home. So maybe, I, yeah, I grow a little more cannabis than the average person, but I know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? They, they did not get any. But let, let me tell you guys, I had one plant with flowers on it. Everything else had nothing on it, okay? It was all in vegetation. So I don't know how to understand how I'm getting charged with over an ounce. But whatever. You know, they were all panned out in court. I got four counts Whoa. of possession of Class D. So Friday, yesterday, they come to my house to check my, my uh my, 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 um, my, my alarms and they go right into the grow room. And I hear one of the guys talking about, Oh, well, we were here last week and there was more stuff after the raid. And I said, officer, you know, you guys cut all my stuff down. I said, this stuff don't grow like weeds. I, mean, yeah. I can't grow plants. I can't grow plants in a week. Right. So what are you guys doing? You guys, this is harassment. So this morning I went down to the police department. I filed a complaint against that. And they're telling me, Oh, well, we just had to check your fire alarms. I said, well, the fire alarms all work. So what was that all about? You know what I mean? Like, what, what's really going on here? They raided in my house. They didn't take any of my equipment. They took nothing. They just cut everything down. And the next day, I went online. I printed out my certificate. You know what I mean? I registered. I figured out what's going on. And then, then the next day, I found out that I'm supposed to register on the Internet. Well, no that, one told me yeah. that. Well, that, that DPH tells uh, patients and tells uh 
law enforcement that you need to register to be in the database to be 100% legal. Um, and, and like me, I was legal, um, but I chose not to get renewed because I don't want to send another $50 to DEPH, who I don't think are doing a good job. Um, Pretty much where I'm at. And, and basically, at this point, I, I've just given up at this point. But, um, you know, a lot of patients don't have that afford, you know, that that lecture, I guess. Um, yeah. I mean, you're in a situation where I've read the law, you're legal. When that goes to court, it basically all gets thrown out. You could even mm-hmm. sue, in my opinion, uh, you know, unless you get it's a crazy judge, you know, and then you uh, got to appeal. I don't even tell my girlfriend I can sue because that was my year's medication they yeah. cut down, yeah. and that's not fair. And usually and they have to give I mean? it back in the end. Um, so keep fighting but what it are they give, What are they going to give? What are they going to give back if it's eight months of vegetation? Well, Guys, true. I had six monsters yeah. in my backyard. Yeah. I mean, West Coast monsters. Yeah, they got you right there. I, I mean, that's, that's, that's the issue year. that you have is that they're going to get you like that. Um, but you know, you know, the thing is. Uh, I, I want to see DPH change this because really yeah. the card, what the card does is get you access as a patient to a dispensary. And this even is that I'm is told. BS. I should be able to get access to a dispensary once I get a recommendation exactly. and not have to ha- yeah, even absolutely. have a card. And I believe I that, that have the to, intent of the law. Yeah, I do too. I don't think that, that the patient registry should be mandatory. It should be voluntary for patients. It should be. Yes, it should be. I agree. But I don't Like I said, this is happening. This uh-huh. happened. So the other situation in my town was they came to Guy's house. They kicked in his door, his his grow door, and ripped out all his plants, and he was registered. He was a registered patient with a card and everything. And guess what they said to him? What's you that? have too many plants. Yeah, you right. have too many plants. Now, they told me the same thing. I said, well, what are you guys doing this for? First, it was your shit's fake. Excuse my language. Second, it was you have too many plants. Third, it was this. And I'm over there spitting off laws. Hey, Massachusetts state law says there's no indefinite amount of plants we can have. That's Only right. a That's monthly right. supply yep. of 10 ounces. And I am right. well under that 10 ounces. And go. they they said, I said, I don't even have one ounce, yep. let alone 10. And so what are you guys doing? Well, you know, we're going on the information we have right now. And this is, there's no way they called the health department at 530 on a Monday. Yeah. They're closed. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But they gained access. They got their search warrant signed. They cut my stuff down, and then they served me with a search warrant that night. They gave it to me afterwards. They let me out for $1,000. You know, another thing that it makes me think of when you say that they, when they first looked at your paperwork, that they said that, you know, this isn't the right paperwork. I think a lot of the law enforcement still think that you need to have a hardship cultivation license. um, Yeah, basically. and yeah, you need the card to, as well. Yeah, you do not this need is what the hardship said. cultivation yeah, you don't. license you, no, right now. No, they don't. And this is, I explained that to them. I said, there's no such thing as a hardship license, guys. I said, well, when things pass in, in, in November, then we'll work on hardship license. I said, right now, I'm sitting here schooling these people with the law. Yep. Now, again, like I said, I have a lot of friends on the force, family and everything. So the next day in court, it's, it's, it's guys apologizing to me. Hey, listen, you know, I really didn't want to do that to you, but that's our job. You know, the laws are really new, and we really don't know what we're doing. I said, but I'm not sitting here pointing the finger at you guys. I'm sitting here pointing the finger at that cop. Yeah. That cop who led you guys. That cop whose name is on that search warrant. Yep. That one cop who is responsible for all these situations, breaking all these laws, making us feel like civilians. Yeah. Like Let me ask you a question taxes. about that. The, the, yeah. uh, I've seen some media coverage of this, some big Boston media coverage, and I was surprised at how sympathetic it was to our side for once. Uh, are yeah. you feeling that? Are you seeing that locally too in the media? Like, how is the the local town when you see people around town, and yeah, especially the big wigs? You know, the the people the big in the wigs, government. Yeah. Everyone, I coach football out here. Yep. Everyone knows, man. They're just like, dude, keep fighting, keep fighting it. 
that's what you do. You make it. That's what you do. You're going to keep doing it. And that they're like, who cares? It's, you know what I mean? My town's overran with heroin. We have an OD once a month. Yeah. And they're out here. Right. We're out, I'm out here in a squad car getting driven to the station with my plants in a car behind me passing six heroin dealers. I'm like, are you guys kidding me right now? Right. And I told them straight up in the department, I said, guys, listen, if this doesn't work out for me, you best bet I'm going to start selling heroin because there's no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I would never, I would never. Yeah. I'm just, I'm so against that. You yeah. have no idea how the people and family I've lost. People will be up in arms for you saying that even in joking. Point, point, point being is, is this is, this is the fight I was using. Yeah, I said, there's I no difference between me cultivating my own medication and selling heroin. I said, it looks to me that I'm going to get a better break if I'm selling dope. In, in and court, just, I mean, not in court. In court, you're going to yeah. get lucky on the weed because uh, well, weed decriminalized and the medical marijuana you know, protects you by law. Daddy Fat Sacks, I've got to stop you. I want to thank you yeah, for okay. calling in. Um, I, I, I hope I see you. Are you going to be at the Freedom Rally by chance? Of you course gonna, I am. Oh, come find me. I'll be at the uh, the the education tent. Yeah, and, come say hi, Daddy Fat. We'll be there at Saturday. Hey, so, what's the name of this? Tent? What's the name of this tent? Uh, it's the education the tent. Guys, and I'll I, see you. Yeah, and we're doing like I think I the guess. activism uh, panel or something. They're honoring us for our work. And all right, all right. So I got some friends on the MPAA. They, they'll yeah. they'll send me. They're going to the be right, on the right it too. Direction. Yeah, the Young Jerks Perfect. and uh, the MPAA. Yeah. So uh, do you, you you support the work at MPAA? Oh, of course, guys. They are the, they have done so much for this case right now. It's unreal. Awesome. Those people, those people are unreal. Yeah. They know who they are. They are unreal. I'm not going to mention any names, but they are some amazing people, and they they seek me out. Let's give them a know, round of applause for that. Yeah, seriously, because I just want to let everyone know too. Meanwhile, this whole eradication that happened was caught and broadcasted live on Facebook by yours truly. Oh, really? The I want to see some thing, of that. The whole thing is on Facebook Live. I hope uh, to talk to you more off the record, too. Uh, off yeah, the, uh, get, in, get in touch with MPH. They will tell you who I am. Perfect. Thank you for calling right, in, Daddy. Fat Take it easy. Thank you. Bye. From the South Shore. I think some people might know where he's actually from at this point. I'm sure some people, especially when he was talking about I have a very good education. Rated. I think I know uh, what part of the South Shore. I don't even know if it's considered South Shore, actually. It's... Uh, I'm giving too much away. Just yeah. Six one seven five hundred seventy one hundred. But I could be totally to throwing us. people off because, they, yeah, uh, you know, could sometimes that I'm not very clear what I'm saying. We have another phone call. Is Michael Latulip or any of them call? I think yeah, they're calling. Yeah, Michael is later. trying to call us. They're listening. Right they know what's going said. on. We're gonna maybe take another quick break. We're gonna take a phone call. See who it is. Uh, play some music. Come back, and we're going to talk more about this. There's other things too to talk about this week. Didn't you want to talk about some things? Yeah, there was some drama at City Hall this week with the Boston at Organics. Yeah. Boston City Hall. Boston City Hall. With city councilors acting like idiots, in my opinion. <laughs> oh goodness, yeah, there is. there's and, uh, a lot going on. And we got a competition going with Herb here, and I think it's heating up. I think we might be uh, taking over here. So why don't we take a break, and we'll come back with uh, our callers and see what else is going on. What, what do we have for music, Herb? Yeah, little Tiger Man, we're uh, ready to go. All right, let's hear it. Massachusetts, a DUI can cost you more than just your license. I'm attorney John Seed, former Boston DUI prosecutor specializing in drunk driving defense. Don't let a DUI destroy your life. Call me, John Seed, today, 617-254-8000. Visit johnseedlaw.com. We're back live. Looking at Facebook likes right now. Are you checking this out, Pri? I am. Who's Who's winning? I think I think Herbie's still in the lead. Actually. Herbie's in the lead. He had a head I start. Am in the lead. 
He had like an hour head start. Though. And we also like posted our pictures right after each other, which doesn't help us. No, Facebook likes to, you know, put down. Pictures and now Herbie, for the first time, is commenting under the Young Jerks. I, I forgot that he even had uh, rights under our Facebook page. He's, he's stacking everything in his favor to win this. Oh, no. Did you see he got a little, like, sad face on his photo? Yes, People are sad. Yes, they I know. Yeah, he got a little sad and face. And someone said that I'm being mean. It's like, <laughs> no. Nikki Herbie's being incompetent. Mean. All right? Uh, <laughs> you want to be mean? You want to? It's not mean to be truthful about something. That's the, awful. The real silence here. Ooh. Well, no, I was just, did you see the other comment that Nikki left about? What did she say? He's turned into Trump. And you did. <laughs> uh, Herbie's turned saying, into Trump? No, nope. I think Because his hair? I've turned into Trump? I haven't turned into Trump. Give me a break. Trump wishes. <laughs> With his 80,000 likes on Twitter from all those idiots. He wishes. Six one seven five hundred seventy one hundred. If you want to weigh in, uh, perhaps you were at the uh, Gary Johnson event today with uh, Governor Weld, Bill Weld. They had a big event uh, on the Boston Common. It looked like there were thousands of people there. Um, they're running third party libertarians uh, for president, and uh, like ten percent nationally, and uh, looking big in Boston. There was a lot of people out. I'm surprised at how many people looking at the picture. I didn't expect that kind of crowd. It looks uh, pretty big. If anyone was there today, you want to call in, definitely do so. 617-500-7100. We're inviting any uh, supporters of Gary Johnson and, and Bill Well, the Libertarian ticket, that were there in Boston today to call in. Uh, we're also asking uh, medical marijuana patients, and, and if you've been raided like the last gentleman, call in and uh, let us know what's going on related to that. We've been uh, discussing the DPH for a while, and we're going to get a lot more into that. I'm uh, hopefully doing a, another story on uh, DPH and going to get some comment from them. I've got a, um, a rep there that does answer my calls now. Uh, so definitely going to uh, do something in writing on this very issue that we're talking about today that we talked to, uh, what was his name? Daddy Fat... Daddy Fat Sacks. Fat Sacks. <laughs> uh, from the South Shore who got raided, and he's got court cases, and he was discussing that with us. Um, and again, I think a lot of it is the DPH's fault. And uh, law enforcement, it's almost not fair to the to the cop that, he, he, you know, Daddy uh, Fat Sacks told us there was this cop had three or four cases that had got thrown out or something like that. And I almost feel bad for the cop because he probably thought he was legal in those busts uh, because of D DPH directives, I believe. And then uh, they were thrown out in court. And uh, I, I don't know the accuracy of that. We have to check on that. But I've seen this happen in other cases where the, the charges get thrown out uh, because of the very things Daddy Fat Sacks was saying today because of what's in the law. When you read the actual initiative that was passed by voters, that hasn't been changed. No. It has to be changed at the state house or by another voter initiative. That hasn't happened at all. So uh, DPH regs aren't as uh, good in court as the law. The law, you know, trumps any DPH regs. Uh, we're going to talk to someone about that that uh, is kind of an expert and uh, someone I talk to and consult with. He gives me a lot of information related to these issues as well. Uh, and he's really fighting uh for some of the things that we're talking about to maybe change uh, the way things are operating right now so people aren't getting raided illegally. Uh, his name's, uh, well, you know his name, right, Bree? Yeah. Why don't, yeah. Why don't you say his should name? We, should we say his name? You, why don't you say his All name right, and say who he's with, say too. His name. <laughs> we have uh, Michael Latula Pierre calling in from the Massachusetts Patient Advocacy Alliance. Hello, Michael. Hey, everyone. Hi. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. We did that together, didn't we, Bree? Yes. We introduced <laughs> him together. 
Did you have me say his name so that you wouldn't mess up? No, I know Michael Latulip. I was going to say, you should at least know Michael's name. (laughs) I know Michael's easy for me, obviously. Latulip is not that hard for me. I got that right away for some reason. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. No, I just did it because I felt like uh, sometimes I talk too much and maybe people want to listen to you instead of me. You have a better voice, maybe. I don't know. Oh, okay. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, uh, Michael, so what's up? What do you think about uh, the phone call we got earlier and uh, wh- why are you calling us, too? <laughs> well, I, you know, first of all, thank you guys for having me on again. This is great. And, uh, you know, we always need to bring up medical marijuana and the struggle of patients. Uh, I think Daddy Fat Sex you know, presents us with a very unique situation here because he is just one of 6,000-plus patients that currently are not able to complete the registration process. We know as of right now there's 6,000-plus people that are in the same position as him who have received their certification from a physician, but for some reason or another, they can't seem to complete the process. So in this circumstance, after you know, speaking with uh, Daddy Fat Sacks, I was able to, uh, you know, reach out to the Institute of Human-Centered Design, which is an NGO organization based in Boston that focuses on uh, universal design for people with disabilities. And we're actually going to be conducting a research project of sorts uh, this Tuesday uh, down there around noon, downtown Boston. Uh, if you know, we're basically going to go ahead and test this system against a wide range of disabilities. And I do believe Daddy Fatsax will be there uh, testing it, you know, as well. So we should uh, have a very comprehensive report. Uh, to give to the Department of Public Health so that we can demand action and uh, hopefully fix this problem. Absolutely. I mean, I hope so. It's just getting really silly to see after we pass these two initiatives, after we're you know pretty close, hopefully, to legalization in mass, that people are still getting bust for these you know busted for these small legal home grows that we know are legal by statute by what we passed and. Uh, it just continues to happen. It, it, it's great that we win in court, you know, when, when we defend it, you know, when you know, people defend it, not myself, I haven't been busted for it, but when we see citizens get this issue that they win in court, but it's costly. It's uh, And they're also losing thousands of dollars worth of medication in the process with right. the plants that are being cut down. You can't replace that. Yeah, and the stress. And the, and the, yep. you know. no, and you guys are making a great point here, you know, about law enforcement and the fact that, you know, they're struggling to figure all this out as well and you know we have a situation where uh, a local official you know was not aware that all patients are covered under hardship and there is no current hardship process so every every patient is allowed to grow at home until that changes under uh, rules everyone can see if you type in Massachusetts Department of Public Health law enforcement guidance you can see uh, the home cultivation rules. There is no set plant limit. So it's concerning to hear that Daddy Fat Jack say that his friend close by, uh, you know, had his facility raided and he actually had completed the process. So it's not even a matter of completing the process here. It's literally like the public officials have no idea what's going on. 
the gray area created by the Department of Public Health in this instance is literally causing, you know, people harm and, and you know, lots of loss in uh, money and all sorts of issues. And, you know, all sorts of things can go wrong in a law enforcement interaction, as we've seen. So I think it's very dangerous for the department to allow this gray area to exist. Thankfully, they have recently uh, released something called a municipal guidance, which does express that you cannot force a patient to register a home grow in a town because it would be a gross violation of privacy. But that was this month released. And, you know, there's no blanket way for the DPH to communicate that kind of guidance to the municipality. So it's really up to the people themselves to contact the town, let them know that the guidance is out and that, you know, home grows are legal and hardship uh, currently covers everyone. Now, Michael, Michael, do you think going into this fall, if legalization does pass, do you see this becoming a larger problem for patients as raids becoming more of a problem as if this confusion is not taken care of? Or are you trying to have this, you know, taken care of in time so that there isn't a confusion of people having their medical plants taken in confusion for people, you know, um, uh, accessing well, legal medicine? Well, you know, uh, uh, MPAA, we take a neutral stance on question four, but when it comes to things like stigma or, uh, you know, when it comes to just the general ability for law enforcement to enforce something, it's going to become very interesting if this is to pass because, you know, it's, if people are, will be allowed to grow, I believe, six to 12 plants at a residence, and they won't have to register it, and they can grow outdoors outside of public view, uh, you know, from what I can read in the statute. So if that's the case, then my assumption would be that the harassment of patients should stop to some extent, at least if they're hardship nice. growing outdoors or something along those lines. So my hope would be that if, if it were to pass that, uh, you know, law enforcement might lay off uh, a little bit more since there is now a legal way for everyone to grow cannabis. So they can't just assume that because it's marijuana that it's illegal. Absolutely. I think that's happened. Hopefully, I will, from what I've seen in Colorado, you know, especially with uh, reasonable gross, even ones that might be over the limit a little bit. This limit is obviously very low uh, for the for the, you know, grow grow at home with the uh, CRMLA, the question four that we're talking about. But uh, hopefully it would, you know, because the police would have to know how many plants you had, right? Right from the beginning. That's hard for them to know. Mm-hmm. They're going to know you're almost, almost everyone's already legal. In, in Colorado, they're only busting the very big, large grows that are industrial, commercial, but illegal, you know, if they're not legal. Because there are some people who still don't follow the law and do the whole regulation, registration system. Right. Right. Um, That was actually another question I had for you, Michael, with regard to the way that the law is right now. If somebody does not complete the registration, if they do not get their physical medical marijuana card in Massachusetts, are they legal or are they not legal by our standards? Yeah, we write on that where we keep bringing that up that that they are legal. And that's what Daddy Fat Sex seems to think. I think it. Are we right on that? Uh, You know, honestly, the way the DPH regulations has it written right now, I don't believe that is the case. But we argue that that confuses the purpose of the law because there's, you know, periods of maybe two weeks, let's say, in a renewal period where a patient might have had an expired situation. But we think the benefit of the doubt would be, you know, 
that you would say that that is still a patient, regardless of if the DPH, uh, you know, has sent you your confirmation of your renewal. And anything other than that would confuse the law. And, you know, you would have disabled people and people from a wide variety of debilitating conditions who might not even understand that that's the case. So I think it's dangerous to, uh, you know, have the regulations as they are because it creates a lot of confusion and it allows for the kind of law enforcement activity that we've been seeing. And, uh, you know, that's kind of, I guess, where we're at with isn't, that. Isn't, though, isn't legal defined by the courts? Because the courts seem to be throwing these out. It's just that law enforcement keeps, you know, yes, listening yes, to DPH. That's what we're, yes, that's what we're seeing is that the courts tend to agree with our version of things. And so we are really fighting for some clarification here. And I have a feeling that with this comprehensive report, on the registration process, it's kind of all going to come together, and my hope is that the conclusion will be very positive and that we should likely resolve that issue as well as the uh, registration process. So we're hopeful that we can get them to change those regulations so that they fit more with what the, the intention of, of the voters and the statute was originally. The spirit of the law, that's what the, the, um, all the you know, court, uh, what do we call them, judges look at they look at the spirit of the initiative um and i think that's why it offers us a lot of protection you know michael i want you to comment on something else too because i recently you know i i did the whole registration signed up for a year had my card used it once uh prices are high you know i would have probably continued to go back for the uh vaporizer you know i like those little refills that i you know oh, tougher to get cartridges. out there yeah and and when i need an emergency and it's sad that i can't go back to the dispensaries because i didn't go back to get my um you know, referral, my annual referral again from a doctor. I can probably with my sponsor, I could probably set that up and even do it maybe for free because, you know, they're, they're nice people at Canacaris. But then I got to pay this DPH 50 bucks. And I just said, you know, I'm so frustrated with DPH. I want to send a message. I'm not going to do it again. Um, and, you know, I feel like I'm still covered by law because I have a bad back. I have that situation where legally I'm, I'm with the spirit of the law. They wanted to protect people like me. So I'm not worried about that. Uh, secondly, I also have decrim, which uh, protects me from an ounce or less of you know, marijuana that was passed by initiative as well. So I have no fear of arrest if I have an ounce of weed or less uh, as a medical patient that doesn't currently have a card. I have a card in my pocket, but it's been expired. Okay. Um, so at this point, when it expired, you know, DPH kept sending me the messages, reminding me, wanting me to, to go back and get my, you know, get my referral to pay them their 50 buck vig, I call it, you know, like a bookie. They want their 50 bucks, just like the RMV wants 60 bucks from me for my car. They want their money. Um, when I didn't sign back up, they basically sent me an email that said I was no longer allowed to possess any marijuana. That just seems like a, a straight-up lie. I want to find it and read it again, but have you heard about this? Have you heard this from people? They didn't mention yes. decrim. It's very confusing. It seems like these folks are really kind of uh, not caring about helping patients at all. They're not giving good information. It's They're just, using the system yeah. to get that $50 yeah. out of each have you heard you know, about 24,000 patients. Have other patients yeah. brought that up to you, Michael? Yes, actually, it's quite a concern, and honestly, the $50 fee is not in the statute, and we, you know, we've obviously, we talked about this before with the, the budget rider that we were fighting, uh, you know, at the beginning of the summer, but we have 
been fighting and basically saying that in the statute there is no fee for patient cards, that the program should be revenue neutral driven from the costs of the dispensary fees that they're paying to the Department of Public Health. So, you know, we question the fact that they're charging $50 to begin with, and then when they go ahead and they send emails out that scare people, I mean, we're talking about people who are seriously ill, they have chemo brain, that kind of a thing. They send a lot of fear into the community by putting out the, those messages, and we, we don't honestly think that it's necessarily the case, because like you said, they should potentially mention decriminalization, uh, and they could also feasibly bring up the medical necessity defense, which I believe was uh, enacted by Governor Weld in like 1998 or something like that. So, you know, there's been a medical law on the books here for quite a while, and I'm pretty sure that anyone with a medical necessity could argue that they need or use medical marijuana in Massachusetts. So, you know, regardless of the card system, there's long entrenched, uh, you know, things since all the way back to Governor Weld. So, uh, you know, we're, we're, when it comes to decrim and things, I mean, we're, we're pretty, we're a solid state in that regard. We sure are because that, uh, initiative process, uh, thank God. But it comes to be pretty disgusting when you talk about a $50 fee, $50 fee per each patient. Uh, we have over 24,000 patients that comes out to over $1,200,000 if each patient actually paid their registration fee. Right. So the, the so this is where it comes in the statute. So in statute it says that, you know, there's only there's dispensaries are supposed to pay for the cost of the program and it's supposed to be revenue neutral, which means there shouldn't really be a profit back to the state. And in a situation where you have an open ended card program, I mean let's say next year there's a hundred thousand patients and then the following year it's two hundred thousand patients. How where is the cost you know, and, you know, the revenue neutral part come in if it's open-ended like that. And so the way we understood the way they were to give out these licenses for dispensaries was to limit them based upon the needs of the program so that the program was kept revenue neutral. So they're kind of confusing things a little bit uh, by charging the $50 fee because that's open-ended and could feasibly lead to a situation where you have to transfer the program to the Department of Revenue because it makes so much money that they don't know what to do. And obviously, we all know with question four that the Cannabis Commission is going to be under the control of the Department of Revenue. So we have to ask ourselves if that was not the intention, specifically of that budget rider as well that we were dealing with at the beginning of the summer. Yeah, that was about the veterans with uh, Jason Lewis, I recall. Uh, Yeah, I, I found the email from the DPH they sent me. Uh, dear, uh, date September, whatever. Your patient registry with the medical marijuana use of program expired on. They, they do the date. Patient registrations must be renewed annual. This is from the DPH to my email address. Please note that you are not authorized to possess marijuana for medical use. That's not like a straight up lie from DPH because I read the initiative. I read the statute. I am authorized because I still have a, the same medical condition I've always had. I go to a doctor. I could pay that $200 or uh, you know get it for free from a sponsor and get that recommendation at any time. Uh, the, the condition hasn't gone away. And also, uh, uh, decrim in, medical, in Massachusetts means I don't need the medical marijuana uh, law to, to use medical marijuana. 
I can use the decrim yeah, law I, to use it. It's, you know, they it's, could it's phrase just, it yeah. in such a way that... I know, they, they want says, a loophole to get out of it, but they're scaring yeah, people. They, that was they well, phrase it, yeah. and yeah, they're doing it all wrong. Yep. And, and honestly, they could tell you that, you know, you're not precluded from being arrested any further or something like that, where, like, you know, they're not saying it's necessarily criminal or, you know, in, in that sense when you're possessing it, but that, you know... You, you are no longer like protected by this law enforcement database system that yeah, they have. Right. So Isn't that really what like they're a, saying? You went, you're not protected by this law on this, but in reality, you're protected by another law on it. And uh, I just find it really uh, sad that they, they put out that kind of information to, to, to gin up their uh, $50 registration fee from patients. That's what it seems like. And as like. we're seeing, the patients aren't even protected. They're still getting raided right. and having their plants taken down. Yeah, and, and they're not even fighting for that. They're, they're, they're well, that's, that's, perpetuating that's what, that. Yeah, that's where it gets really scary because, like, like even Daddy Fatsacks was saying, he knows a patient who was registered and did everything correctly, and he, that person still had their their plants torn down. So these officials are being fed false information or they're interpreting the data from the department, which is so gray in such a way that they can continue to do whatever they want. And, you know, it's causing for these things to be thrown out in court and it's causing the court a lot of trouble. And this is why in, in Massachusetts, we continue to see the court here when it becomes a marijuana case, as we did with Commonwealth C. Canning. They really, really, really rule in, in favor of the marijuana people. And it's usually like a, quite a spanking to the law enforcement community, uh, usually when these things happen. That's why I'm pretty sure we can even smoke cannabis in our cars right now because of the way that the court ruled here, because the police were just so out of control that the court had to spank everybody and basically say, well, now everybody can smoke in their car because nobody seems to know what they're doing. Well, let's just say that, uh, make sure people understand that's in Massachusetts, not other states. And, uh, Technically, you still can't smoke weed in your car, but it's very hard for police to do anything about it right now, uh, which may change, unfortunately, in some respects. Uh, when this legalization passes, there may be some uh, law enforcement pushback there due to the initiative. Uh, you know, the, I think that the, seems to be a big question about driving while high, people yeah. driving under the influence. The it's actually going to be stricter. It's, you know, with legalization, it's going to be stricter than yeah, it is now in definitely. Mass. Uh, well, you know, an interesting perspective on that, you know, we we should be thinking 25, 30, 100 years in advance when we're being lawmakers as citizens. And quite frankly, in 25, 30 years, humans might not be driving cars anymore, so we shouldn't really create any super restrictive laws around cannabis and driving necessarily if we can't prove its effect in driving, especially if we, uh, you know, are looking at a driverless future. I definitely agree. I this wish going to be very interesting, right? So. <laughs> I, I look forward to those days where we don't have to drive. It's coming up because there's a new car in Singapore, apparently, that's uh, doing that right now. They're just going to Uber is launching in Pittsburgh right now, yeah. the first driverless taxi service. They have so. uh, self-driving trucks, correct, that are going out? Yep. It's, it's going to be the way of the future. So that's why, you know, I say... You know, let's think 20, 30 years, especially when we're creating laws as, as a citizenry, that, you know, we should really be thinking forward into the future.
Absolutely. Michael, uh, tell us again uh, what you're doing uh, coming up and, and the date that you need people to come out, especially medical patients that uh, want to help you out with what you're doing, uh, taking a look at the implementation and the uh, database and all that. Tell, tell us one more time. Yeah, so if, if, there, and if a patient, you know, you're a patient, you have a debilitating condition of any kind, and you'd like to participate in this kind of survey of the registration system, it's going to take place at the Institute of Human-Centered Design this Tuesday from noon to 5 o'clock, and you can come in any time within that time frame, but we'd really like to get a count. So if people could email me, uh, it's michael at compassionforpatients.com. That's M-I-C-H-A-E-L at compassionforpatients.com. And uh, where is that? In Boston? Where? where? Yeah, it's, it's a very accessible location because they're, they're focused on disability. So this is really a very mobile, friendly location, people who have mobility issues. It's 200 Portland Street, right in uh, Boston, number one. And it's right across from City Hall, I believe. It's right in really a centralized location right in downtown Boston. So it should be easy to get to for public transport. Uh, and, you know, we're hopeful uh, that we'll get a good turnout of, of patients and we'll be able to create a real comprehensive report that'll make a, a difference for the Department of Public Health and kind of force our hand a little bit and uh, ensure that patients, uh, who, the, patient, the program was designed to serve, are actually able to access the program. Excellent. That's uh, Michael at CompassionForPatients.com. Yep. And, um, Thing. And there's a patient night, by the way, tomorrow in the Cape, if anybody's interested. It's at the Cape Cotter Resort from 4 to 6 p.m. Tomorrow we have Dr. Uma, Nicole Snow, and Stephen Mandeli, as well as Jane Heatley from the William Noyce Webster Foundation will be speaking. So uh, it should be great. Uh, that's this weekend on the Cape. Uh, if anyone, you know, you have loved ones who might be, uh, may benefit from medical marijuana. This will be a really good event. Like I said, you can bring family members who might be on the fence about medical marijuana. This is the kind of event uh, that we like to put on. Uh, so by all means, everyone come on out. Excellent. And you could sign up to uh, for uh, MPA's uh, email list, right? Right on the page, compassionforpatients.com. Is that right? Yes, CompassionForPatients.com. The event is there, too, for tomorrow. I'm not sure I'm going to list the event for Tuesday publicly on the website, but if everyone, if anyone wants to go to just email me, Michael, at CompassionForPatients.com. Perfect. Thank you very much for calling in today. Anything else yep. you want to add in, uh, before we let, we let you go? Uh, you know, there is a, you know, honestly, Nicole Snow is here right next to me. Do you, would you like to maybe hear a little bit from her? I know she, she's going to be doing something with Governor Weld or something like that. Nicole, did you want to talk? Hi, Nicole. Hey, hey, everybody. Hi, Nicole. Hi, how are you guys doing? doing I heard what was going on with um, with Michael the Tulip. Isn't he doing great? Yes. Yeah, let's give him a round of applause. Thank you, Michael. What do you think about Herbie? You're being too hard on him. I don't know. You're being oh, fun. cut it out. Thank You're you, such Nicole. a softie. Thank you. You're so nice now on the radio, but behind the scenes, you would you would be hotter hotter on him than me. Oh, you know it. Tear him apart. Yeah. Uh, You're lucky so, you don't have to deal with her, Herb. I'm a, I'm a cupcake. Right, right, Nicole? Yeah, you are. <laughs> Me and Michael are out of control, aren't we? 
a little bit <laughs> in a good way. So what's going on? What, what did you want to add real quick? Um, well, I just wanted to say hi to everyone, and uh, we've got a new promotion called Just Say MPAA that we're going to try to get um, dispensaries signed on to uh, to help get some savings for patients. So right now, if you go into Patriot Cares Lowell or um, Boston location, you can get $25 off of your $150 purchase. So we hope that expands to other access points for patients, but, uh, you know, we want to hear from all the, the patients out there about all the problems that they've been having accessing the program because we want to fix them, and we are working hard at that. Uh, please come out on Tuesday to uh, the Institute of Human-Centered Design. We're going to have a lot of patients out there with, you know, that have been coming out to support the MPAA because they realize how important uh, testing this registration program is. We're going to give a comprehensive report to the DPH so that we can uh, suggest that they make these changes, and I think it's going to make a real big difference. So thank you all for having me on for the last two minutes. Thank you, Nicole. Thanks for weighing in. <laughs> thank you, Nicole. All right. Thank you, Bree. All right. Take care, guys. Yep. Oh, wow. They, they, everyone knows your name already, Bree. <laughs> they, they, they even go by what I'm calling you. Brianna. 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 Am I doing that obnoxiously? Maybe a little bit. But it's kind of cool, isn't it? It's yeah. the, the way that, uh, not the Irish, the Italian might say it, right? They Would they carry it out a little longer? Than... A little bit. I don't know. My Italian Revere family definitely doesn't How do they say, say it, it like that. Brianna. It, like, Brie. Brie. Oh, they do Brie. <laughs> yeah. Brie. Aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. Revia. Yeah. Oh, uh, before we go, too, we got to talk about a couple other things. We're, we're out of time. We're over time. But, um... Number one, we got uh, the Young Jerks has been uh, invited down to the Freedom Rally at the Education Tent. Uh, it says that we're being honored. Are we going to have a table? And, and I'm being well? honored, apparently. I'm being honored and the Young Jerks together. Oh. It's like a, it's a oh. panel or whatever, and they okay. want us a part of it, and they're honoring us. And are you going to be there? I will be there at the Freedom Rally for sure. Yeah. I think it's Saturday that we're going to do that. It's at the Education Tent. Come find us at the Education Tent. I'll also be probably hanging out at Greenleaf uh, Magazine's tent sometime during the day. I like those guys and Very nice. checking out some of the music and speakers. We'll see. I don't know if I'm speaking on the stage or what, but uh, it's cool they're honoring us. Honor. And I'm not into honor getting honors on this. What I want to see is uh, people spread the word on our show. Invite your friends to our Facebook page. Yes. Listen Love on Saturdays. Sharing. Call in. Share the you know work. That's what I want. That's all I care about. And uh, spread the word to the politicians, too. Call them like we do. Yeah. Um, stand up for the things that you believe in, the things that are yeah. important to you, and make sure that your voice um, is getting heard. And spread the education. There's going to be a lot of education to be had that day. If you need to catch up on that or you want to participate, come on down. We're inviting... Our listeners, our friends, our supporters to come down on that. Uh, I believe it's going to be Saturday at the Freedom Rally. I think it's September 17th. Come down to the Boston. Come and hang out with us at that tent and participate in the discussion. Yeah, it'll be great if you have questions about legalization, too. Um, there'll be lots of information about what legalization will do as far as how the law will affect people. And how you can help and get involved and support. And uh, maybe you can give us uh, some gifts if you... <laughs> We're always asking for graft. Why not? For my listeners. I appreciate it when it comes from listeners. More than like a big sponsor or something, you know? Yeah. Not that I like our sponsors, too, but, you know, 
Yeah. It's, you know, when Dan the Man sends me a $5, uh, he sent me uh, one time, like, it was either 5 or 10 or something. It wasn't a big amount. Maybe it was even 20 I can't remember. But it wasn't a large amount. But it was like a little gift card to a double market basket. Oh, it was the coolest thing because I use awesome. it, you know, and it's from Dan the Man and for yeah. supporting Market Basket and the, and the employees. He wanted to thank me for it, and I, I love that. That yeah. was awesome. That's wonderful. Yeah, we haven't heard from Dan the Man. Uh, Herbie the other day said I scared Dan the Man off on the last call. Maybe I did, but I don't know. I heard he might be listening today. He doesn't call in anymore. Maybe he is afraid. Six one seven five hundred seventy one hundred. If you forgot the number, Dan. But uh, we're, we're almost out of here. We, we had a contest going against Herb. We haven't even closed it yet. But uh, I think we're trouncing him. I think Bree's yeah. trouncing him. I, how are you doing, Herb? Are you surviving? Uh, let's take a look at the numbers here. What are the numbers? All right. So I got another comment here. Yeah, see, he's playing the numbers. He, he when he, when he's speaking up like this. You got another comment here, Dean? You got a comment. You mean the Young Jerks got a comment? The Young Jerks got a comment. And your, your hand and your face and your hair. That probably got the most likes so far. Yeah, well, covering the, up your face. One post was you just, got a face uh, for radio. Is that what they're trying to tell you? I'm pretty sure that's exactly what they're trying to tell me. <laughs> but yeah, dude, six and one and ten and the other, dude. I won. You didn't win. I totally won. It's not even over yet. We have to have the same amount of time to have it up. And you're not counting the other ones for for that we posted on our page. Like I'm starting to get all the likes here, and I'm imagine Brianna. Has a the lot likes of likes. Are rolling in. Well, now are they rolling in? They never. I have to not on a repost. My fan base. Yeah, they yeah, don't but like when I post. What you do like, now is you take the picture and you post it singularly to your page. You want me to like then, save yes, it and repost? Yes, and it still link the Young Jerk page, <laughs> okay. so he sees it. It counts. It's Quite tagged right. in. It's All part right. of the. Yeah, she's about to. She, you think you won, right? And let's do it. Let me have this one. No, 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 no don't. Let don't. me have, let and, me have and, this one. And let's do this before the show ends, because I want to. No. Like, we don't want to wait and blow it up. We, she's gonna blow up your All world right. right now, Herb. Let's go. Bree, don't. We do were it. just messing Please. with you. Let me have this. We were giving you a chance to post a little late. No, she's not. She's she's she gets it. We have to show our dominance on the show. We're talent. You're just a producer hired here to babysit us. Hey, Mike, what are you doing next Saturday morning? Why don't you come to my show? I, got, I ain't got the time. Oh, come what are we going to do on your show? We could talk we'll about, have to like, talk about it offline. See, this is the problem. You're bringing up stuff to me that you should do <laughs> offline. Because I'll start getting... Like, you don't want to have this conversation on, on, on the radio right now, on our show. Are you going to get nasty? Well, it's our show. All right, all right, all right. You know? All right, no problem. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, I got you. So, Bree, have you posted it yet? Ah, oh, dude, let posted. me have this one. It's posted. How many likes we got already? Like, well, uh, I, there's nothing coming I'm not, I'll, I'll, oh, Come on. Well, technically, technically, the show's over, so I it's won. It's not over. It's not over. It's not <laughs> over by a long shot, brother. I'm going to bring this up next week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't want to have to think about it until next week. I want to I wanna conclusively say, you, the young jerks just blew up Herb, and... He's he's a pretender. He's a pretender at the throne. I think he's getting all the sympathy likes. He's right a guy now, who, who who you know produces shows, but really wants his own show. He's I one of them. Show? Yeah, you got your own show here. He's like, yeah, I got but, my own yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> not the the show though. That's what I'm trying to say. It's a show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a show. Okay, you you finally got one in that's truthful today. Ah, uh, congrats. Let's give Herb a round of applause for that. Rhodes, the come back, us. dude. Yeah, please. Rhodes. Where's Rhodes? 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 Rhodes doesn't dude. even email anymore. Dudes, come back. He's out on his tour collecting swag that's intended for the Young Jerks. He's like, I'm in the Young Jerks. Give me stuff. And people do. And he's like, oh, I didn't get anything at that festival. That's what Rhodes is doing right now. 
<laughs> yeah, did he go to the Freedom Rally, the New Hampshire Freedom Rally? Probably. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that happened He's recently, huh? He's somewhere where I'm not. <laughs> We're still waiting for those likes to roll in. I don't know yet. I don't know. I don't know. I think maybe I think people don't like like it. me in the picture. Maybe that's the thing. They they. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I could be one this week. I could, I could turn it around, dude. Because if your picture, the picture of you guys, gets more likes, then I'll be like, oh, they like my picture better because I took it. And if like. My picture gets more. Well, uh, that's the, the other thing. Took we forgot. Herb took like, bad pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So either way, that's I can what people around. like. And especially on Bree's page, you're, look, you're used to uh, a, a different level of photograph here. And Herb, yeah, that's right. You did right. not meet the level of photography required so, for my Herb, Facebook Herb page. Herb fails on that level, <laughs> too. <laughs> Herb, we weren't that hard on you this week. Come on. No, you weren't. We weren't, right? You that means next week's much worse. Next week, we have Leland Chung coming in. City council running for uh, Mass State Senate and the week before the primary, so we may have some other political guests too. Beautiful. That'll yeah. be nice. Yeah. Anything else we didn't mention today that we wanted to? No? You're looking at me like, mm, yeah. no. It was it was kind of it was our vacation week. Yeah. We were it was. just going with You had a lot of notes though on we other stuff on the, the on the hearing at City Hall. Yeah, there was craziness that <laughs> happened at City Hall this week. Um just with the uh, city councilor, Mark Kiomo, uh, seemingly taking a very negative stance on Compassionate Organics Dispensary, trying to go in in Alston. And actually, if you go and Google it, um, if you just Google, like, Mark Kiomo, Compassionate Kiyomo, Organics. Kiomo, I believe. I don't know. Yeah, C-I-O-M-M-O. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, the um, city council from uh, in Boston, from Brighton, Alston area. Yeah, he has a whole page on his website dedicated to uh, why Compassionate Organics was not a good applicant. Um, but, you know, the, the issue I have with this is that the city council set it up to be competitive in these different regions of the city. That, you know, basically each, each one gets a monopoly, uh, one mile zone around it. Um, which I think it's a half a mile buffer. Oh, right? actually, it was one yeah. mile, and they, they reduced it to a half, a half a mile because we all we're complained. trying to get it completely removed. Yeah, because it up. creates yeah. a lot of conflict of interest. And this city councilor uh, got a negative story, and I think he well deserves it. And I'll give him criticism on it too, uh, because one of his staff is now working for one of the competitors to the, that dispensary. So. Is it politically motivated? Um, you know, I'm sure he'll say no. Has nothing to do with it. How dare you bring that up? But uh, in politics, the appearance is uh, a sin. I mean, we know this. The the optics of it, and they set themselves up for that. They shouldn't have that system in place where it creates more conflicts of interest for the city councilors who have to make this decision on who can open and who who can't. It definitely does. And it's a um, joke. They, they, you know, so. Especially with this, funny. these specific guys, there was a Boston-run group. They were all uh, local businessmen from the area, all born and raised in Boston. And compared to all of the other dispensaries that are coming into the state, a lot of them have out-of-state finances that are uh, funding them, you know, because it's a very expensive process to open a dispensary here. So this would have been really nice to see some local guys getting uh, their foot in the door here. Um but due to them messing up, you know, they, they weren't completely innocent either. They had some missteps along the way uh, with misrepresenting on their application conversations that they had with law enforcement officials, basically saying that they had the endorsement of multiple uh, police officers and police chiefs, of which they did not have any of those said endorsements. So it made it pretty easy for the city councilor to poke holes into um, their display. But the question remains, why? Why did he do that? Was it because it's the right thing or because it was 
good politically for him. It did seem that he very much just sprung it on them, too. Um, They were supposed to be there giving a presentation as to what their facility was going to be like, and instead they're getting questioned about their 2012 application. Um, So it wasn't really a fair meeting for them. And, of course, on Wednesday when the city council voted, uh, it was unanimous. All of the city councilors decided to go along with... uh, To vote no on this one. Yeah, vote no. They went along with what he had said. Well, that's the first Boston dispensary uh, turned down recently. I mean, there were some issues with two others in the past through the DPH process, but uh, hopefully the next one will get to get their permit. Uh, but I, I'm going to continue to say, as long as this zoning uh, half-mile buffer zone exists, it's going to create conflict of interest for these city councilors, and they better watch their backs on it because um, we'll be watching, and other people will be watching, and uh, I wouldn't doubt if the FBI is watching. There's already some FBI uh, investigations and uh, criminal complaints, federal criminal complaints, prosecutions related to the city of Boston. Do you want to be a part of another one, city councilors? Think about it. I I would be very uh, wary of this whole uh, zoning, the way that they're, you know, carrying it out. I hope they are. Um, And especially when you have a conflict of interest, possibly, the appearance of one. Shouldn't you excuse yourself from that? If you're in a, I, I would. That'd be the first thing I did is excuse myself from that vote. Mm-hmm. But uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm telling you, I think it's going to continue to happen on this issue. I definitely think as we see more applicants come up, especially now that we're seeing more applicants getting zoned and pushed through the process, you know, Happy Valley just got approved for East Boston. They got their letter of non-opposition. And so we're seeing more and more dispensaries popping up in the city of Boston area. And now we are running into... Uh, We have that half-mile buffer zone in place, so having any other dispensaries open up, they have to be very careful of the location that they're choosing. And then they already are, um, you know, zoned to specific areas within each town that they're allowed to operate a dispensary in. So you're giving them uh, these specific zones that they're allowed to choose a residence in, and then um, you're also adding this half-mile buffer zone that they cannot have any of these other dispensaries around them. So soon we're going to just run out of space for the dispensaries. There's not going to be feasible locations for them or storefronts available. Yep. All right. Where are the young jerks? We're over our time, of course. I'm seeing Nikki coming in from the rock and roll circus. I don't know if he's got the parrot with him. Uh, Yeah, a parrot, you know, like uh, a bird, a big bird. He's got the bird. Does he? I don't know. Is the bird here? He usually does. I'm sure the parrot's somewhere. He always does. He's just protecting (laughs) us from it because that parrot will attack us. But it's Nikki's Rock and Roll Circus. You, it's that type of show coming up after us. That's you know the perfect show after us, I think. I have to deal with all the serious, you know, policy wonk stuff and politics and news. Now you have fun with the Rock and Roll Circus and a, par- a parrot. And a parrot. That might attack Bree and I on the way out. Yeah, he goes for my red hair. He's not a fan. Do you think I should try to protect you like a, a male chivalry, whatever that thing is, chivalry? <laughs> should, I, should, should I take the bite like, or should I, should I push you in thing, front of me or, you know, should I let you take the bite or should the I take the bite I don't know because usually there's a big crowd I kind of like shuffle by we can just squeeze around the back yeah today it's to just go, you and I there's like nobody here today we have to go face the parrot well we might be back next week if we don't get our eyes poked out by yeah, the parrot we both have glasses on tonight, so today. we might be safe <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week, the Young Jerks, uh, with uh, City Council, Cambridge City Council, Lillian Chung, hopefully in studio, talking about his campaign and uh, the primary election coming up next week.
here at the Young Jerks, 6 p.m. I'm, uh, what's my name? Uh, you have Mike Crawford here, and I am Brianna Morrell. That's me, Mike, and you are Brianna. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we got that right, right? Yeah. All right, I hope so. I, I did not say that you were Brianna, and I was Mike. I don't know. I think that you were like, it's you were like, Mike Crawford here. I'm like, you're not Mike Crawford. I'm Mike Crawford. He is Mike Crawford. Uh, I think people get that, though. I think I think they know you. I don't think you have now. to explain it like they're two years old. No. Right? no. No. We should just shut up and go. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're done with it's us time. this week. They want us out of here at WEMF Radio. Uh, thank everyone for calling in, listening, Justin, supporting. Why did you bring A lot of people listening today. We'll see you next week. Well, sweetie, I have something very important to tell you tonight. It is our anniversary, after all. I want you to know. Oh, Dustin, what is it? Well, baby, I want you to know that I love... Oh, me? Oh, I love dumplings. What? I love dumplings. Have you changed dumpling room? I make dumplings from my heart. I do love dumplings. Patty Chen's Dumpling Room, 907 Main Street, Cambridge, Massachusetts. I love dumplings. 